In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Some of us, some of you, and I, me too, uh, were this morning at St. Patrick's Cathedral, celebrating, attending, celebrating <clears throat> the Mass for the feast of St. Jose Maria Escrivá, the founder of Opus Dei. Today, the 25th of June, because tomorrow, the 26th of June, 2022, will be the 47th anniversary of St. Jose Maria's, what is called Dies Natalis, the day he died, but Dies Natalis means his birthday, his birthday to eternal life. As you know, yesterday was the feast of, yesterday we celebrated because questions of the calendar, uh, the day before yesterday, sorry, the 23rd this year, we celebrated the birth of St. John the Baptist. And uh, sounds kind of funny, but the church in general doesn't celebrate birthdays. It only celebrates three births. She only celebrates three birthdays, our Lord's, Mary's, and St. John the Baptist. So, uh, tomorrow, 47th anniversary of the death of St. Jose Maria, is the feast, his feast, the Dies Natalis, his birthday, the day he was born to eternal life. And tomorrow, today, in a way, because we had the Mass at St. Patrick's, and tomorrow, for us in Opus Dei, and for so many people who participate in the Apostles of Opus Dei, is a great celebration. He always referred, well, we know he's the founder of Opus Dei. Opus Dei that was founded, on, and he had a very precise moment, a very precise date, October 2nd, the 2nd of October, 1928. And he used to refer to that moment or to the foundation of Opus Dei, he used to say, that day I saw what God wanted of me. He saw Opus Dei. And at that time, it was something, in a way, revolutionary. But then when we explain, what, what did he see? So, well, that's kind of simple. And I think it happened, it happened, like with many of revolutionary ideas that, yes, uh, uh, they say, well, they are very simple, but, and, and I was thinking of these words of our Lord in the 11th chapter 
of Saint Matthew, where he says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to the babes. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. Simple ideas that have been hidden from the wise and understanding, and all of a sudden, these priests, very holy priests, in, in a city which was not important at all, in Madrid, Spain, and from there, so I can say it. Uh, a place that didn't count in the context of, uh, you know, in 1928 of world affairs, I think I just read or I, this morning that I think the NATO summit is going to take place in Madrid, but that's different. You know, in 1928, uh, I don't think, well, nobody knew anything about NATO. NATO didn't exist, and Madrid certainly didn't count. And in that day, this young priest, 26 years old, saw that idea. And the idea was, uh, there are many ways of summarizing what he saw. But the main idea is that all men and women, for the fact of being baptized, we are called to become saints in the middle of the world. Another way of putting it, that in order to be saints, and we are all called to be saints, we don't need to live to leave uh, the place where we are, our family, our profession, our work. On the contrary, that is precisely in those ordinary circumstances where God has put us in a given place, maybe uh, in a given family, with, you know, again, the way we all are, we all are there, we are called to become saints. That's, that was the revolutionary idea, which it really was in 1928. It was thought, I mean, many things could be said of spiritual theology and the history of spiritual theology, etc. But in that moment, in 1928, the common understanding in the church was that if you wanted to be a saint, you needed to become a priest or a nun or a brother, or uh, you needed to do some you needed you needed to do to do something special, something different. You needed the world, the world understood as the uh, the mm, the place where most men and women live in, and the circumstances and the activities, that was not a place to find God. I mean, yes, you could be saved, but if you wanted to be perfect, as Saint Matthew, as our Lord says in the Gospel of Saint Matthew, you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, then you have to leave something. You have to go. You have to, to put all those things behind you. And as Jose Maria saw, you know, Lord, with your grace, 
It was your inspiration. It was, he always referred to, I saw Pusey, my divine inspiration. He saw that. But in our ordinary circumstances, we can, we have, the, we are called to become saints. There is a story uh, that uh, th th there was one, one of the first married members of Opus Dei. He was a professor in Madrid also. I mean, uh, until 1946, Opus Dei was in Spain. Then same, the first members of Opus Dei went to France, to Paris, and then went to Italy, to Ireland. In 1949, they came to this country and to Mexico, et cetera, et cetera. It was the beginning of the expansion of Opus Dei. But in 1940, everything was in Madrid and in some other few cities in Spain. And there is one of the first married members of Opus Dei in 1949 who was recently married. His wife was, they, they had a daughter, I think, and they were expecting a second one. They ended up having eight children. And when so he was shocked because the first time uh, he had the spiritual direction with San Jose Maria, and he says that the first time they spoke, San Jose Maria told him his name was Victor. He said, Victor, God calls you to live a life of contemplation. He said, what? I'm married. My wife is expecting a baby, or we have a baby, and the second is on this way. Me, a contemplative? And uh, uh, yeah, th that was his message. God calls you to live a life of contemplation. And here in your presence, Lord, now, in the eve of the feast of St. Jose Maria, we kind of hear his message again. All of, well, say, well, I'm a priest, yes, well, that could be expected. But all of you, I know some of you, others I do not know. But I can say with those words of Zechariah, I can tell you here now, God calls you to live a life of contemplation. Which means a life of, what is contemplation? And again, so much could be said what is, about what contemplation is. But we could say, that God calls you to turn, using the, the prayer, one of the prayers of St. Josemaria, calls you to turn all the circumstances and events of your life in an occasion of loving God. Into an occasion of finding, into, a, into an occasion of finding Jesus Christ. Into an occasion, all the circumstances of your life, of my life, into an occasion to, to keep up that converse, or to keep up an ongoing conversation with our Father God in Jesus Christ. And that, again, that, that's the message today. That's the message of Opus Dei. And uh, you, whatever you are doing, working, studying, in that place where you are, in that place, which is, let's assume, is an honest 
situation. Of course, there are things that cannot be sanctified. I mean, there are places in which we couldn't be. Uh, I mean, if there is, well, but it's, we assume we are in jobs that even, even if there are situations or jobs, so, well, most people in my field, they have difficult lives. But many, I mean, many times, difficult lives because we all are sinners and we, yeah, we maybe in my job, my circumstances, etc., become, but it's a personal problem, becomes a, a, an occasion of sin, or, but if it's an honest work, there, our Lord Jesus Christ is expecting you to offer up all that to your Father God through Christ, with Christ, and in Christ. And yes, it was a revolutionary idea. But, uh, so that was the general idea, to become saints in the middle of the world. We all are called to holiness in the middle of the world. And there are uh, intrinsically connected with that idea, there are two points that are very much present in the message of Saint Jose Maria. And, and they are, maybe we would say, like corollaries of that main idea of the universal call to holiness. The first is the very special understanding he had of the fact that we are children of God in Jesus Christ. And that was not an idea. I said, well, he came up with that idea. That's in the scripture. And under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, he received very, uh, you know, strong light, or, or he read it in, 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 he knew how to draw uh, the consequences of these words of the scripture for, for his own daily life, and he helped so many men and women to apply these ideas from scripture, these truths, not just ideas, theories, truths from scripture to the daily life of so many men and women. Children of God, in the first place, I mean, we find the beginning of the Gospel of John, the so-called prologue of the Gospel of John, and there we read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then, uh, in the same first chapter of John, he came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. 
We are children of God in Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus Christ? Who is real, here, really, truly, substantial, substantially present under the appearance of bread? We will contemplate that appearance of bread in a few minutes when we have the exposition with the Blessed Sacrament. But he, you, who are here really, truly, substantially present in the tabernacle, you are the Son of God, of whom St. John says, all things were made through you, and without you was not anything made that was made. Which means that he who is here so close to us is the creator of everything. You mean of everything? You mean that the, the creator of the immensity of the universe, and you just think, I don't know much about astrophysics, or, but at times when we read about the immensity of the universe, it can be, um, I mean, we, 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 we can, uh, it can lead us to some sort of existential vertigo. You know, who am I? In the midst? Well, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And he is here with us. You are here with me. And to those, the words we said, who were born, and to he gave power, but to all who received him, who received you, who believed in his name, and we believe in your name, he gave power to become children of God, children of God who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor, nor of the will of man, but of God. Children of God in Jesus Christ. And same idea repeated by, by St. Paul in the, letter, in the letter to the Romans, when, when he says that for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is the Spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. I mean, this is something that uh, St. Josemaria preached from the very beginning and in connection with the universal call to holiness. Because these words of St. John and the words of St. Paul and many others in the New Testament, it gives us, I mean, if we, if we believe them, and Lord, I believe them, it give, they give us an attitude in life. Who are you? I am a son of God. A son of God, which means a son, heir of God. If, if I am a son, I am the God's heir, co-heir with Christ. I am the son of the creator of everything. And, and the creator of everything, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made, is not someone like far away, some God, some distant God who 
created us, yes, and he cannot care less for us. That's not true. That's a pagan idea. We believe, Lord, that the creator of everything is here, hidden in the tabernacle, hidden in the Eucharist, under the appearance of bread, and he comes to you and to me every day, and he's here waiting for us. And the creator of everything, the God who has created everything, has a human face, the face of Jesus of Nazareth. Again, uh, with, with, this, uh, 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 with this idea, uh, then St. Paul, in the, and in the same eighth chapter of the letter to the Romans, continues with some words that St. Jose Maria, again, never grew, out, ne never grew tired of preaching. We know that in everything, God works for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Everything works for the good of those who love him. Everything. I am a son of God. And therefore, I call God Father. And my Father takes care of me, even, and, and we just read it, uh, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. He treats us like his son, his son who dies on the cross. So we find, we are going to find suffering in our life. In order to be glorified like you. In order, I mean, the, the end of the move is the glorification. The end of the move is the eternal happiness in heaven. And, and a great happiness on this earth the life of a son of God. And we are in the middle of the world, loving the world, Lord, like you love the world. Because the world is good. Because the world, the world is good because it came out of your hands, because it has been created by you. If there are bad things in the world, are those bad things are the result of sin, not the result of, of good God's creation. So, the deep consciousness, awareness of our divine filiation that was very much present in the preaching of St. Jose Maria. But there is another uh, aspect. I mean, so many things could be said. Books have been written about the preaching of St. Jose Maria and, and, and his spirituality. Those of you who were at St. Patrick's at the Mass of St. Jose Maria this morning, we saw, and if not, I'm telling you, that the Gospel we read, we read from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Luke, which is the, miracle, the account of the miraculous catch of fish. While the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down, he sat down and taught the people from the boat. 
And when he had seen speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done these, they enclosed a great shoal of fish. And as their nets were breaking, they beckoned to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the catch of the fish which they had taken, taken. and so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, do not be afraid, Henceforth, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. This was, this uh, Saint Josemaria preached, loved to preach about this passage of the gospel because, you know, because our encounter with Jesus Christ, Lord, Yes, all things were made through him. And I am in you, with you, and through you. In baptism, because of the fact that we, you and I are baptized, we are children of God. But this discovery is not just, you know, for you and for me to look in the mirror ourselves and say, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful that I am a son of God? This is an idea that we are called to share with thousands of men and women because, because we have found the good news and we have the good news to spread, the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news of our love for Jesus Christ, the good news the, of, of finding Jesus Christ in the middle of our daily occupations because our daily occupations, our daily circumstances are an occasion to find, for us, for you and for me, to find Jesus Christ. We have to finish this time of prayer. Today, I mean, I talked about the Feast of St. John the Baptist. Yesterday was the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart. Tomorrow is St. Cosimaria. And today, you know, not to overload you with liturgical information. But today is the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. But I was going to say, you don't have to remember all this, but well, that's the fact. Uh, and, and yes, and we go to the intercession, to our mother's intercession. To our mother's intercession and, you know, the, the, the heart of Mary, you remember, when in, in that trip to Jerusalem, when Jesus was 12, and the Mary and Joseph take him to Jerusalem, and he gets, he stays behind, and they find him, etc. And St. Luke tells in his gospel, says, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart in her immaculate heart. 
So all those things, all those secrets that were hidden from the wise and the rich and were revealed to the little, those secrets were in Mary's heart. And, and we ask our mother, you know, sometimes maybe we have the experience of our mother or maybe our grandmother telling you little secrets about the family, little things that happen in the family, little stories that belong, you know, that are very much, you know, part of the, of the family history. Well, we want, we ask Mary to tell us all those secrets she kept in her heart, the secret of the mystery of our filiation in Jesus Christ, the mystery of uh, the mystery or, or the reality of uh, the universal call to holiness, of the fact that you and I, no matter how mediocre we may find ourselves, no matter where we are, you and I, for you and for me, God has great plans. The plan of becoming a saint. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.